Hello and welcome to another episode of Behold Mankind. And that'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Another, it's the same joke. We're finished now. The the running joke that we don't want to do this, which might not actually be a joke. But here we are. (laughs) Time for episode seven. Is it? Yes, technically oh. episode nine, or okay. maybe episode ten. Ten. We've got a, three lost there, ones. Well, there's a episode zero and at least two lost episodes. So <laughs> here we are again. <laughs> I'm starting to forget what I have and haven't said on the podcast. I, and it's a problem because I remember I like make callbacks to jokes, and I'm like, but is that a joke that was broadcasted? <laughs> Is that the most inside joke that could ever exist because I recorded me saying it and then lost the audio? (laughs) See, that's the difference between you and me. You have that worry and I worry, was that funny? Was that that funny? (laughs) I'm not well. Do you know who else isn't well? The Riddler. Or, or perhaps is he the most well? Is he the only sane person in in an unsane city? Wow. Uh, what we wa- what we an watched, interesting idea. We watched the Batman, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of interesting ideas, I think there were some in this, but I have a feeling you're going to say there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with, did you enjoy this movie? I thought it started really well. Yes. And then I got less and less interested as time passed and the things happened. Because I started to go, well, I mean, it's difficult to, to succinctly put, but I was like, at the start, I was like, okay, the, the dialogue's a bit clunky. I'm sure it'll smooth out as we go along. And then you've got Selena Kyle saying things that I'm like, who wrote this? This is, <laughs> oh, she deserves so much better than this. What's her name? Uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zo- yeah, Zoe Kravitz. She's great, she generally. And she did all right, but I feel like the only thing that really lets this down for me was some of the dialogue was quite clunky and sort of served to directly address the themes when, in fact, the cinematography, the aesthetic and the story were doing that anyway. You didn't need to... And it didn't feel great from that point of view, but I thought that it was really well-crafted. The way it looks... Mm. That's called cinematography. Yes. (laughs) That was good. It looks pretty. (laughs) And I... My brother is eagle-eyed, right? And he he told me afterwards, he was like, you know when they had that, the first wide shot of the club, there was a bloke sat in the apartment, and I was like, oh, shit, really? And then I, I like, went on the internet, and it was like, yeah, that was the thing that happened. And I'm like, how has my brother spotted that? (laughs) And he... When it comes to films, he likes things like... I don't know, Ice Age 4. So That's a good one, though. Is it? Oh, okay. Know. Well, maybe I'm the idiot and he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> That's pure Maybe keynote. you should get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on this philosophy podcast, yeah. Yes. Um, so I would say overall, I didn't hate it. I think the first thing that I said to my brother, because we went to watch it together after the credits rolled, I went, do you want to wait for the post credit scene? And he went, no. And I went, what did you think? He was like, I liked it. And he went, what do you think? And I went, could have been worse. <laughs> could have been worse. And I feel like, for me, that, that was summed up. But then, when I found out afterwards that loads of people adored it, I was like, 
I I get that you know it's better than Batfleck, um, but like and and Clooney and. <laughs> Don't you dare say Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I feel like it's the first time Batman was a proper detective, which I really, really liked, right? Yeah, I was going to, I will talk about that later. Um, I'll, I'll, I, I want to stop waffling and stop saying everything that you'll say, but I, I actually, uh, to begin with, I thought that him being a shit detective was a little bit annoying. <laughs> Because it felt like the whole film, Batman was kind of insignificant because he was a step behind the Riddler the whole way sure. and didn't figure out his plan. And his plan happened, and all he was doing <laughs> it happened. was he didn't be, stop it. <laughs> was was being a uh, what a, a flood helper? Like, like what's the difference between him and someone that put on a high vis and hands out food afterwards? You know. Anyway, but then I realised that actually, you know, because it's clear from the very beginning that this is a very rough, rugged Batman that's very new. It kind of makes sense that he wouldn't be as sharp as the, f- the finished product. Yeah. Um, but yeah, an- anything that, you- that you'd like to say? Well, ju- just on that note, so, so it's um, Batman's sort of year two, we think, most people think. It's, he's been doing this for about a year. Um, he's having a he's having a go at it now. He's built up a relationship with the cops and Gordon, etc. etc. He is very inexperienced, which is great. He's just when he's fighting, like he's doing some good fights, but then he's just getting punched because he can't. He can't. He still can't take on ten people at once effectively. Uh, and then when he's like, sometimes when they have guns, he's just walking into bullet fire, which is like. He doesn't know how to, even though he's bulletproof, <laughs> which is maybe <laughs> maybe bad. We'll talk about that a bit more. But um, yeah, he's, he doesn't he doesn't know how to do. He doesn't have the full arsenal of tricks. He doesn't have all the Batman tricks yet. Um, and like, and I think it's great at the end where he like explodes a fire extinguisher and it does a big uh, smoke bomb, you know. And and he's uh, and at that point I thought, oh great, we're gonna get a bit of stealthness, and we didn't. He just dropped down and beat everyone up. But yeah. you can see at that point, it, it, maybe he was like, oh, actually, maybe well, I could, maybe I could have something like this. I'm pretty sure he got a notepad out and was like, oh, that, that, that yeah. I'll use that one again. I think in the distraction, while they were all <laughs> running around in the in the fog, he was going, oh, do you know what? <laughs> Note to Alfred, <laughs> make me some smoke bombs when you get out of hospital. Um, so yes. I enjoyed inexperienced Batman. I think it was, I said before, it was definitely the right call to go young Batman because we've just seen old Batman twice in The Dark Knight Rises, although that was 10 years ago, and um, Batman vs Superman. Um, So it's definitely good to go young and inexperienced. I thought it also, that also came up where like you see him throughout the film building his Batmobile because, which looks... I mean, it looks cool, but it definitely looks like he made it himself, <laughs> which is great because it's like he's Bruce Wayne, uh, but it also he doesn't have a Bruce Wayne persona yet. He's not like, you know, when he's out in public, he's not being a playboy billionaire. He's just like this grotty emo. He's a recluse. He is a recluse. And like, and uh, I mean, that's great. But because of that, he doesn't... Um, like have these uh, connections and stuff. He has. He probably hasn't like built up a big uh, facade with like you know how, how Batman the the way he normally gets his uh, 
tech and Batmobile and stuff is he has like a military division of, of Wayne tech and uh, you know they they provide him with his tank but, but because he hasn't established a Bruce Wayne persona he probably hasn't had any involvement with Wayne Industries so he mm. probably has no way of getting <laughs> like higher uh, tech and stuff so he's just having to build this Batmobile himself yeah. so which is fantastic when it first appears and he stalls it immediately <laughs> did you notice that? Uh, no. Batmobile stalls. Like, right. When it's like revving up in the darkness and then it it's stalls. Like, yeah, he like, <laughs> he like, it gets like, you see it and it's introduced as this like monster. It like lights up and everyone's uh, all terrified of it. And then it just. <laughs> and it, was, it was fantastic, but it was only on it for a second, but it was, it was so, so funny to me. Because um, I was like, yeah, he's just, he's had to build this himself with like, presumably. Pu- bits of metal he has to steal from bins and stuff so <laughs> <laughs> the bin mobile <laughs> so yes the inexperienced Batman I really enjoyed mm. um, I have written here uh, my favourite element like like you said my favourite element of Batman is when he's a detective and we didn't get loads of it in this film but we've got we got more than we've ever got before so mm. that's good um, it's a shame none of the riddles the the audience wasn't really given any time to like try and figure out any of the riddles I mean there weren't even that many riddles I would say yeah <laughs> but, riddle um, me this why am I so inept <laughs> but like and like you say it's weird that Batman is I thought he was a good detective apart from the last bit where he couldn't figure out the carpet uh, scraper or whatever mm. <laughs> and uh, which is funny because I don't know if I don't know if it's on purpose, but like people have been saying, oh, it's because he's he's Bruce Wayne. He's never had to pick up a a tool <laughs> in his life, so he probably doesn't know what it is. Uh, like maybe, uh, but like you can't say Riddler did that on purpose because he. The, of course, the big reveal is in the trailer. It was suggested that Riddler figures out. Batman is Bruce Wayne but then there's a big fake out where it's like Bruce mm. Wayne hey Batman we didn't get Bruce Wayne <laughs> what yeah. a shame well um, that to me is really interesting because I don't know whether he actually did figure it out and he was pretending or whether he is just an idiot you, you would think if he's I don't know it's interesting because in a way, if it's like if he's so smart, then maybe he would say something like that to gauge Batman's response, mm. uh, you know. And if you were watching him, like the audience were, he like f- totally freaked out yeah. when Riddler first said Bruce Wayne. He's like, oh shit, he knows it's me. And he said it four more times, and then said, ah, too bad we couldn't get Bruce Wayne. So if uh, if Riddler was so smart, on the one hand, you would think, oh, he probably did say that as a test and maybe he did figure it out from that but then there's also the idea that Riddler is like you know uh, he's smart in that way and he's smart he's good at riddles he's not smart he's uh, you know he's borderline autistic probably you know he yeah. can't read facial expressions and stuff <laughs> like to the point that he thought Batman was on his side and you know and speaking of that I didn't. I didn't really enjoy that uh, element of his character. I thought we didn't need another villain that like idolizes Batman. Um, I mean, we got that in the Dark Knight pretty much with Joker being like. I mean, he didn't do what he does because of Batman, but he's like, I need. I'm. I. 
I'm so excited you're here. I did what I did, and now you're here, and I love it. <laughs> and I want I want to impress you. And then we have Riddler being like, "Oh yeah, me me and you, Batman, with the two people cleaning up this city. Am I right?" And uh, I'm Ed Kemper, <laughs> and you're some other serial killer. <laughs> so I didn't think we needed that again. Uh, speaking of Joker, and speaking of things we didn't need... <laughs> yeah, that annoyed me. <laughs> that annoyed me. That was the one point I was like, oh, come on now. Come yeah. on, Matt Reeves. You've, you've, you've been pretty restrained for a, for a comic book fan directing a comic book movie. You've been pretty uh, restrained with your like, Easter eggs and references to other things. I'd, I thought we didn't need that at all. We didn't need that at all. Um, so that really annoyed me and also just that entire like third act the I third act was annoying to well, me I say it third was my act. least favourite by that point probably like the, three, the fifth act three and a half, four <laughs> I, t- I mean wh- the, my problem was where does the second act stop and the third act start because it kind of dragged on a bit it did drag on a bit and um, I think definitely uh, end the movie with the bridges blowing up, the the I mean, yeah. the, the seaside, you know the the walls, the barriers, the floodgates, <laughs> end with them uh, blowing up from Gotham being flooded and Batman just having to deal with the aftermath. You don't also need the right wing internet troll army <laughs> that the Riddler has amassed to uh, yeah. shoot a black mare or whatever. Well, it's like, oh, come on, this is it. What would you what would you title this movie if it was up to you? <laughs> That's a fun thing to be sprung on me. Um, I don't know. Uh, getting away with it. <laughs> that's, that is a reference to... Uh, you said you don't watch iDub, so that's that's not a reference. Okay, don't worry. He did a documentary about this right-wing uh, internet personality. Oh, right. Or uh, here's, here's a better one. Uh, did, I think Louis Theroux just did one as well, and he called it, like, Hidden America or something. So it's called right. Batman Hidden America. <laughs> anyway, I mean, what, what were you going for? <laughs> well, we've had Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we have Batman versus alt-right TikTok star? There we go. <laughs> because can... I have to say, that really jarred me. As someone who doesn't use social media, I was like, what is he doing on his phone and why are these people listening to him? <laughs> okay, so Batman's fighting corruption great you know I mean he's not he's fighting villains but then he's like when the villain starts uh, killing corrupt people he's like ah, I'm okay with this yeah. <laughs> even though he's stopping them, he's supposedly stopping them but like so many people die I mean he didn't save anyone did he save no. anyone <laughs> do you know who he did save he saved that kid who was going to join the gang in the beginning yeah by that's true saying don't do gangs because <laughs> you'll get beaten up by a man in a suit <laughs> I did really enjoy that opening speech. Okay, before that even, <laughs> allow me to regress further. Um, I liked it when the adverts were on. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the trailer for Jackass Forever. Robert Robert Batten Bat's uh, Batman voice. <laughs> Jamie just needed a spit take. <laughs> I'm all right. Robert Batten Bat's Batman voice. There's only so many Batman voices out there. He didn't do a new one. I think he couldn't do a new one. I I don't think it was silly. I don't think it was that memorable. Um, you know, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. 
He was a good Batman with a fine voice, I would say. I think he was a fine Batman. Okay. And I quite like him in general, but he was better in Tenet. He's not winning an Oscar. <laughs> you are the only person in the world that likes that Tenet. Likes Tenet. <laughs> I know. It's James Bond, but in time. Yeah, but um... <laughs> it's it's worse than that. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so that, but that opening monologue, and like you say, some of the actual dialogue throughout is like a bit weird, but paired with, again, the cinematography, whatever it's showing at the time, and especially in that opening monologue where it's showing all the spots of darkness across the, the city with uh, some people doing some crimes, they're doing some little crimes... Um, imagine if he picked the guy doing graffiti by the way let's just like the guy doing graffiti he chose to show up then and just beat his head in and meanwhile some guy across the city gets murdered in the subway it's like well I can't be there for everyone but the shadows make them think I'm there um, but yeah I like no, that. I, 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 yes no I really I really enjoyed it um, I thought it was fantastic I, fear is a tool like that's meant to be Batman's whole thing um, he's not he's just a man but he uses fear to, you know, cast a wider net of, uh, of. A, he has this aura of, uh, you know, don't don't fuck with Batman. Mm. Um, that so. is something that I did immediately think when I'm watching the film. Is like this whole monologue's going on. I'm like, wow, this is this could be really good. And then he steps out of the shadows on this like abandoned, um, you know, subway, subway station. station yeah. And I immediately go, right, so he could have been anywhere and he was waiting in the shadows for this train to pull up <laughs> in case someone was being attacked as they came off the train. Because that's a strange place for him to be stood, well, isn't it? maybe he's been following that gang. Maybe he knew they were up to no good. So you're telling me he beat the subway to the next I, stop? I reckon knew he was, that they were getting off. I reckon he was on top of the subway and he was waiting for them to get off. And then he he snuck into he the darkness. He snuck into the darkness for that reveal, so that it's like the reveal of the Riddler in the in the in the mansion. Yeah, I thought that was great. By the way, the uh, the yeah. way that he was more like Batman in that moment than Batman was for most of the film. <laughs> Riddler being a an effective. Um, you know, murderer, sociopath, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, is fantastic serial killer. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that, I mean, we knew he would turn out to be just a guy, but it is interesting that he's just a guy and yet he, like, snuck his way into the mayor's house or whatever. Yeah. Like, who, who supposedly has lots of security. Uh, I, I don't know, that was a bit weird. Yeah. For him to just, like, and by the end, by the time you see his, you know, his pudgy little face, and it really is just like, he really is oh, just a just, guy. It's just Paul <laughs> It's this tiny man with an army of, you know. But, like, presume, but the army wasn't helping him before. The army only came into it for that third, uh, yeah. for, for that seventh act. Um, but well, <laughs> maybe, maybe the army did reconnaissance and did Perhaps. gathering technical gear and ropes and helped with connections that knew uh, someone at the Met. I don't know. How did they all get the same like mask as him? And if, and if they bulk... And which store was selling yeah, these going... If they bulk hmm. ordered <laughs> a bunch of these masks and then you see the Riddler popping up because everyone's seen him. Everyone's seen his him and his mask so yeah. would the police not go, oh, do you know what? Where do these... Where, who sells these masks? Yeah. 
Uh, also, ni- nice little touch on the character design. He has the same glasses as Jim Carrey's Riddler in Batman Forever. Wow. So that's well, nice. Well, I have to say, um, not a fan of that in general. <laughs> Batman Forever? Or yeah. Jim Carrey? <laughs> no, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Batman Forever. He's, Jim Carrey's he's, fine. But it's like, really interesting. If you Have you seen Jim Carrey like... As the mask? Yes. <laughs> have you seen Jim Carrey lately in like 20 20- No. He looks like, like if he were to play the Riddler now, he could He'd do look like he could do serial killer Riddler today, and it would be great. <laughs> but anyway, well, there's a Sonic the Hedgehog too, uh, <laughs> which when he's done with that, <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie, I came out of the cinema for the Batman, and we're walking past, and there was just posters, and it was like ambulance with LA in yellow, and I'm like. What does that mean? <laughs> and then it was Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and I was like, I don't want to see any film ever again. <laughs> this is rubbish. What is are, this why? what cinema is? Yeah. It's awful. Oh, anyway, um, the last thing that I would like to say, you know how in the film they were like, oh, we need to follow Penguin's car for the drug drop or whatever, but we don't know what it is. We don't know if it's a drug drop or what they're doing or, oh, it's a drug drop and they took us to the docks. What a surprise. Hmm. Why is the Batmobile just there in the dock then, if it was a surprise? (laughs) Or was it not a surprise? Well, I don't know. Great, because I I don't either. I I don't think Matt Reeves does either. Maybe Batman did take the Batmobile maybe there? he's got like seven or eight Batmobiles all <laughs> sort of hidden around, around the, the place <laughs> like Riddler's vans with bombs in them that'll be why it's stalled because he hadn't turned the engine on in six weeks because <laughs> yeah. he never goes to it's the not, docks not going to pass that emissions test yeah. the, the salt the salt from the seawater is ruining <laughs> ruining the exhaust <laughs> yeah that was weird um, I, I did enjoy that Batmobile car chase I can't. That was great, to be fair. And I loved... I was like... <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they're going to do, like, a, a really cinematic shot of, like, you know, Batman at some point. Yeah. And then and I, they I, did. I would love it if that one Nirvana song plays while they do that. And okay, then, oh. I, di- I, I, didn't, I didn't care whether or not Kurt Cobain was there or not. But I felt like it, was, it, it fit. But it was like, oh, I get it. It's upside down because he's a bat. <laughs> so yeah. and he was he was he was a bat he was a bat but um, also a man yeah a lot to think about behold a man it's just full a circle bat. it's just a plucked bat it's just a plucked bat featherless biped my friends right um Oh, check out our Twitter at Behold Mankind. I've just been shit posting on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we don't have any followers, so I just don't, I don't care. I've just have been tweeting at people. Any um, memes? I've done a few memes. I have Not- to say, um, someone took me through Liam Gallagher's Twitter the other day, and it's just <laughs> variations of good morning. <laughs> yeah. He just tweets good morning it's in fantastic. fucked up ways. He does it in Irish sometimes, which yeah. I appreciate. Mm. Um no, yeah, and I, I, I think I tweeted at Jared Leto. Uh, I said, and we're back. Welcome <laughs> to the the most technologically <laughs> adverse podcast in the world. Oh dear. Well, yeah, it was my fault. I mean, I said Jared Leto's name, and uh, you know, <laughs> cursed, cursed. 
So, well, what I, t- I tweeted at him was, uh, hello, Jared Le- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do you remember what I said? It was like, are we, are we here at Behold Mankind are very excited to catch uh, Morbius, the living Morbius, the new movie. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it's, it's a, oh, and also it has Michael Keaton in it for some reason. Who knows what universe it's set in, uh, but guaranteed it will be the best bat-themed movie this year. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. And weirdly, no response from either Jared Leto or Michael Keaton. Both well, that is tank. disappointing. That's upsetting, isn't it? Why didn't you say, in celebration of your work, we decided <laughs> to go through your entire bat catalogue and tell you how strange you are? <laughs> Why are you 50? <laughs> also, entire bat catalogue is, is pushing it a bit. <laughs> Requiem for a Dream and Thin Red Line. That's that's it. <laughs> Those are the good ones. Um, also, I don't know if you saw recently. Uh, Jared Leto said, um, uh, "Without movies, movie the- theaters would not exist." Wow! So think what, about insight. That. what insight! What <laughs> insight! Do you know what? I don't even feel like I agree with that. I feel like if movies never existed theatres would be for live sports events and like television premieres and stuff like that which is kind of what they're branching into at the moment yeah I'm tempted to like you know tweet tweet at him about that but go, you can't, go to but the, a cinema for a boxing match because I would like that you know why not have it on the big screen but also there's nothing like being in the pub with a bunch mm. of rowdy raucous men Screaming as Tyson Fury puts someone on the canvas. I, I'm very much looking forward to Fury. Um, what's his name? The White. Other one, White. What's yeah. his first name though? It's Dillian. Killian. Oh, Dil- wait, what? Dillian. Dillian, not yeah. Killian. No. He's not Irish. Speaking of Killian, Peaky Blinders. No. <laughs> no, we'll stick to the I've, canvas. I've not watched it yet. But next podcast, we can talk about new series of Peaky, new and final series of Peaky Blinders and yeah. new and final series of Atlanta. Yeah. We will have is both that, of those is, to talk about. Is that about. out? Five days it's out. Four. At, at time of recording. Or four wow. days or something. So, there we go. Amazing. Right. Finishing up talking about The Batman. I'm just going to blast through my notes, some of which I've already said. Okay. Uh, yeah, lovely opening monologue. Uh, I enjoy seeing an inexp- inexperienced Batman. Oh, and also his inexperience. Uh, he had ne- obviously never used his uh, flying squirrel gliding suit before. But uh, yeah, he fucked up on that one. Just absolutely <laughs> crashed and burned. Just that was bins great it into a, into a bus or whatever. I enjoy that he doesn't uh, yet bother to have a Bruce Wayne facade. Uh, he has an interesting relationship with Gordon. They they work with each other, but they don't fully trust each other because uh, Gordon doesn't trust Batman because he's a Batman and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Batman doesn't trust Gordon because even though he knows he's a good cop he Gordon doesn't even know out of his own unit who are dirty cops and Batman you know so Batman doesn't fully trust Gordon Um, I enjoyed the twin bouncers comedy (laughs) you know the two club bouncers are like (laughs) the first guy's like hey get a load of this guy and he calls over his brothers hey who's this guy Uh, that's good uh, yeah, Batmobile stalls. That's funny. Not enough, Alfred. Yeah, I I did for like a Andy hour Circus. Movie. For a Andy Circus movie. was fantastic. Is fantastic. Yeah, he's he's 
Yeah, uh, and it's weird that he wasn't in it very much. Um, following Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, uh, Colin Farrell was already one of my favourite actors. I think following this, he is my favourite current actor, I reckon. So, and there we go. Uh, supposedly, Penguin, uh, Colin Farrell's The Penguin is getting a spin-off show or something. So. Really? I mean, weird, but, you know, fine. I mean, I have to say, it's up there with, like, um, Leto's um, Paolo Gucci. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. How different, <laughs> how different he looks yeah, and how different he sounds, although the Penguin isn't putting on a stupid voice. <laughs> <laughs> I would have much preferred Mamma if the Penguin mia. Came, ah, Mamma mia, slow your roll. <laughs> why, can't, why can't it be... Why couldn't it have been Leto? <laughs> Why couldn't the penguin have been Leto? As a, as a, as we ask of every role, why couldn't it have been Leto? <laughs> uh, yeah, Batman as a detective, fantastic. I like the Riddler. I didn't love that he's obsessed with Batman. Said that. Uh, personally, I didn't need like the fifth act. I very much did not enjoy that, and I did not enjoy the tacked on Joker cameo. So it's sad that it ends on a sort of uh, bum note. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, I'd say two and a half hours out of this three hour movie, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty solid. We give this one a thumbs up. I I give it a thumb <laughs> at about 45 degrees. I think from you have to say this is a good plane. Batman movie. I would say it's a good Batman movie, but like, you know, Look, it, we're not that's gonna not difficult the... because it's well, yeah. all it had to do was beat. Uh, the Tim Burton Batman films <laughs> and George Clooney. Uh, well, I mean, so I mean, people are putting this above The Dark Knight. Yeah, but people have recency bias and are mostly stupid. But uh, I mean, I would say I don't know what would you say. I would say The Dark Knight is definitely a better movie. All in all, mm. would you say this is more of a Batman movie? Um, this focuses more on Batman from the comics. Um, so in a sense it's but I don't know whether being true to source material is like necessarily a reason why we ought to say that it's better than something else I don't think that's an inherently good thing you know it's nice and it's refreshing and it it's good that we get to see like you know the Batman from the comics brought to life on screen but also I feel like in terms of cinema Nolan actually knows what he's doing that I, is that's a bit bit rude to Reeves but I was going to say know. I mean I love the uh, I love the cinematography I love the soundtrack. Yeah exactly Actually, that that's to be fair that's the best bit for me was how it looked I mean there's there's and the way it was crafted Genuinely there's a book there's like an art book of the movie coming out and I never buy those sort of things but I really want it for this yeah, one Yeah I don't it think was, I will get it It was really really good in that sense Um so yes I, mean, I, I I'd, I'd definitely give it a thumbs up. I'd definitely uh, put it, you know, top top three Batman movies. <laughs> but again, that's Ooh. not saying that's not saying lots. No. Um, well, it's definitely top ten. <laughs> <laughs> that probably is ten yeah. if you count them all up. But yeah, I, uh, I would say for me, it's still shy of the trilogy. But then I'd probably have to go back and revisit it because I have only seen it once. Yeah. And that's you know, and I would revisit it. I think I will revisit it. Absolutely, it's a shame it's three three hours because <laughs> it's hard for me to go. 
Oh, just sit down and watch it again. Oh, God, it's three hours. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, definitely we'll be buying the Blu-ray and definitely we'll, we'll be buying that art book. So there you go. It's got it's got at least 50 quid out of me. So wow. if that's not what a movie is, meant, is made for, then <laughs> I don't know what it is. Excellent. Shall we uh, continue on to the senseless violence yes. uh, scene in the movie that is uh, also UFC London? <laughs> so UFC London happened. Um... Good night for the Midlands. A great yeah. night. Would you would you call would you call Manchester and Liverpool the Midlands or do you call no. the North? And All I right. don't really know what you were going for there, but now I've realised <laughs> I'm very upset. Well, I'd call it Midlands, but all that's right, we because good night. You are from Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> it's the North. If it's North right. of Birmingham, it's the North. All right. And I actually want to make the argument that Birmingham is socioeconomically part of the North. All right, but that is for a different podcast. Good night for the North. <laughs> a great night for the North. Manchester and it's in London Liverpool. as well, which is annoying because it's like, were there any fighters from London? Where's Where was, no. um, what's his name? Arnold Allen. Where's he from? Um, was he, oh, I've got my Batman notes. Where are my UFC notes? I don't know. Oh, can I make... Uh, can I make a quick reference? If you want, yeah. Do I not have... When did Alan... Oh, he was the co-main event? He was, yeah. So he was just before the main. Uh, can I say, let's see uh, Alan's takedown or punch or something. <laughs> it's it's an American Psycho reference. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, see, uh, let's see Alan's uh, business card. And then, of course, Alan <laughs> has a better business card. So, so uh yeah, in this in this fight, uh, Hooker punched him, and I was like, "Let's see Alan's uh, right hand," and then Alan <laughs> killed him. <laughs> well, it's funny. So that's a good joke. Let it on the record. <laughs> most most of what I've written goes into some detail, but then I've just got literally Arnold Allen absolutely <laughs> batters Hooker. That's it. But it was like it was it was funny because like he came out swinging and I'm like he's going to get caught and he gets caught but it does fuck all to him <laughs> and he carries on swinging and the ref stops it it was absolutely outrageous was, and then was, and afterwards that, yeah go on afterwards he goes to Bisping he was like oh they were saying <laughs> I'm going to need to wrestle this guy I'm going to need Englishmen don't fucking wrestle <laughs> it's like well okay is that the one did they did he finish him standing up just yeah. by punching him against the cage yeah. that to was fantastic the, where the fact the guy was like deemed to not be able to defend himself <laughs> whilst he's still up, up <laughs> just covering up that was fantastic but he um, was he was bleeding quite heavily and wasn't really throwing yeah, back yeah. No, so no, I, mean, I guess no, the ref no, was probably right we're not here to dispute the decision no uh, I, the very first I will just say on that note that you just mentioned the very first note I made is uh, that bloke from Twin Peaks is on commentary so that's wait what <laughs> Bisping oh. <laughs> oh see I've got some I've got some some general notes here uh, that I was my the, only general note so go one ahead of, one of the first thing I wrote was Bisping is fucking hilarious <laughs> 
But there was a point for the Paddy fight where he was like, "Oh, I was speaking. Oh, what's what's the guy's name? Oh, I don't even know. Some what, Mexican, Paddy Spanish, fought? Donny. Oh, um, yeah, Velasquez. I've got, I've got Vargas. Written Vargas, Vargas, whatever. It begins with a V. Um, <laughs> this thing was going. I spoke to him yesterday. Well, I don't speak Spanish, but I asked him, "Do you want to hit Paddy in the face?" And he went, "Mucho." <laughs> So I think we know what he means. Like, <laughs> no, this thing. I there was also he, at one point I think he called um, McCann uh, sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> as she's beating up this other girl. Honestly, and there was there was a moment where it was during the Gunnar Nelson fight, and it was like he was saying like, "Oh, I don't have the communication skills to explain how he gets out of it right now because it's really complicated." And I was thinking, "Why are you on commentary?" <laughs> then? That's literally your job. <laughs> that's that's what evening. you do. <laughs> oh, it was oh, it was very funny. And also for the most of the build up to the fights is them talking about the strengths and weaknesses of each fighter and how they think it's going to go but for the Paddy fight he was just going oh look at Molly she's just drinking oh she's <laughs> drinking with Dana White look at that oh she's getting drunk oh oh shit Paddy's in the cage <laughs> <laughs> oh shit he's won <laughs> um, oh. so I, I, I have watched uh, Molly McCann mm. That f- I've watched from that fight onwards. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about anything that happened before that. The only one that I want to talk about before that was is this bloke called Paul Craig, who I didn't know anything about. He's Scottish, and he just looks like an absolute beast. He's a light heavyweight, and um, basically going into it, he was like, "Look, I, I can stand up and I can go to the floor. I just." I want to win and I was like okay well it sounds like he's either a jack of all trades and a master of none or (laughs) he's going to be very good at both right he's either going to be not very good at both or very good at both yeah anyway in the stand-up he didn't look that strong and the other guy was doing quite a lot of damage to him and then I can't remember either he took the guy down and then it got switched on him or he got taken down and there was a moment where, like, he was, like, he was letting him hit him in the face. He was getting, he was taking punches to the face. And then he just, like, snaps, switches, and puts the guy in a guillotine choke and ends the fight. <laughs> and Bisping was like, it looked dangerous there. Like, you know, there was a moment where you were getting absolutely pummeled. And he was like, not to sound big-headed, but I wanted him to get those shots in so that he would, like get confident, lose his guard, and then I could put him in a choke. And I was like, that is the most bad boy thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm going to get in the cage and let a light heavyweight pummel me in the face until I find an opening. Just so I can catch him, yeah. That is outrageous. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, his name's Paul Craig. Paul Craig, everyone. I've not watched the fight, but I may do I mean, it was, for me, it was actually really entertaining. Um, You know, there were some great fights, though, like afterwards anyway do you want to do you want to talk about molly because well, my I, god I, I love molly um fan absolutely fantastic do you know what i might just blast through my notes here uh, <laughs> which starts on a on a bad note bad entrance music for both of them <laughs> didn't like didn't like either of the walkout music, i didn't pay attention to well, any of the walkouts for the whole night except uh, paddy's so and these are notes i 
as opposed to the Batman notes where I made them after the fact, these are notes I'm making as I'm watching. So um, yeah. there is likely to be a riot if Molly loses. Crowd is super into it. Even the ref got a good pop when his <laughs> name was announced. Just because everyone's so fucking buzzed. Like they want, they want to, oh, if, if Bisping got up and got in the ring at that point, everyone would have been mm. like, whoa, everyone's so happy. Um, ref says, have fun, ladies, which made me laugh. Uh, hot start, <laughs> Cara, Carolina. Carolina yeah Carolina Carolina bleeding Uh, unbelievably Molly isn't getting tired that was right after probably her second or third massive flurry honestly I mean this is still round one by the time round three and she's still not tired I'm I'm in bloody hell Um, Molly showing off at the end of the fight which everyone enjoyed but unfortunately did indeed get her punched in the face (laughs) because she was like showboating and she just got clocked which was funny um one of the commentators, probably Bisping, Bisping, called Molly sweetheart, which annoyed me. Uh, <laughs> nice slam from Molly. Not much happened on the floor. I'm surprised they didn't get stood up sooner. Uh, Molly lets her up. Fun takedown from Molly to end the round. That's when she just like slammed her on the back and was just like, way Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> uh, nice hug to start the final round. I'm not sure why they did that. I don't know what happened. At, like, Maybe they talked about something at the end of the second round. Uh, Molly is now getting tired this is like deep into the third round uh, and then of course sudden spinning back elbow holy shit she should be called Mighty Molly I love this fight awesome 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 she's so lovely great post-match promo uh, I just want to give her a little hug she's such a little a little uh, fighting <laughs> a little fighting girl and she fought well so top marks for Mighty 100%. Molly Mighty Meatball Molly McCann <laughs> 100% no I've, I fully agree I mean it it finally quashes that age old question who's harder Scousers or people from the favela <laughs> and the Scousers won with a spinning elbow it was absolutely outrageous but yeah I mean in the first round all that she had to do was close the gap because um, Carolina was taller and had m- more reach and she did exactly that mm. just got in her face got and her. just yeah. threw um, it was it was brilliant I did start to get worried as it got to the third round because the opponent started to look more confident more fresh like she'd weathered the storm like she was she could tell mm. Molly was getting tired and she's like oh I'm gonna take you down I'm gonna you know <laughs> and then just no. as she was like <laughs> She started this weird grapple that I was like, is she overconfident? I don't understand. She's then just, Molly just, just sort just of flailing on her. Then she wasn't even Molly doing just anything. sort of like moves to the side, sets it up, waits, and then bang. She meant yeah. that so yeah. much. It's oh, it honestly knockout of the year so far. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she was. I mean, we didn't see the opponent again did we not even in the post match I think she might have been carried out (laughs) so my understanding is she got up very gingerly and did walk out but um, it took a little while yeah I mean her eyes honestly that the way she hit the candle like a fucking accordion it was it was not good it 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 was was funny because when we saw it happen in real time I thought it was a spinning back fist just because mm. of how she moved and the girl went down and obviously it was like you know fight's over but when she she was like to just completely glazed and not moving and I was like like god damn it can't have been that I mean I mean I've never been a hit with a spinning back fist but from what I understand you can't get 
that much power into it. Like it's it's and hard they're wearing gloves. Like, yeah. But no, it but no, was, it was an sh- elbow. <laughs> An elbow, elbow in the temple while you're not paying attention yeah, must be is... the most devastating shit in the world. So absolutely fair. Fair play to Molly. Fair play to the opponent for not dying. Um, yeah, just to be fantastic. fair. To get up and walk away from that is yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, crazy. So a, gr- a great fight, and then she paid tribute to uh, Paddy, who was whose fight was yeah. coming up later, who we all love. That's something like the the style in which she knocked him knocked the person out, knocked her out. <laughs> She's probably has a name, Carolina. 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 The way that she did it just sort of put an energy in the building. For, yeah. For Paddy and for Tom. I mean, for me, being the first fight I watched, I was like, oh damn, hot start. But then <laughs> yeah. I remember there'd been a two or three fights previously. Yeah. But so, yeah. did you watch the Gunnar Nelson fight? Uh, I did. I made four notes. I'll just speed through it if you don't mind. Uh, round one, they're just scrambling about on the floor. I heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I made three notes. Round one, they're just scrambling about on the floor, uh, and then there's a gap. And then I've I've written. I heard the crowd somewhat react. I looked up, and now someone's bleeding. Also, it's round three. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson wins by unanimous decision. So there you go. Yeah. Well, basically, this is what I've written. Gunnar Nelson, a bored Viking who's sad they can't use weapons. <laughs> um, and then very little about the fight because, as you say, he was just he just went in there and did his job, which is you yeah, know wrestle him and then I'm try and submit enough. him and hit him in the head until he lets you submit. And to be fair, he didn't let him submit him. So you know, I mean, Gunnar just dominated the whole time so he did like he definitely won but i've i've written there's an alternate timeline where henry cavill is a ufc heavyweight and gunnar nelson is superman <laughs> and also i was like oh it's nice to see john kavanaugh again um not the actor the ufc coach right okay he was he was in gunner's corner which right. is funny because he was also born in iceland yeah. and for those of you who don't know he used to be conor mcgregor's coach he used to be in Connor's Corner. And I love his approach. There was a podcast where he was like, a lot of the time, fighters, you know, whether it's boxing or UFC or any combat sport, they get to the corner and their coach is screaming instructions at them and being hyper. And Kavanaugh was like, they get all of that from the crowd and from their opponent and they're in there and it's a flurry and it's a whirlwind. So when they come to the corner, I just want to like, shouting in your face I just, again. I just want to speak calmly to them and talk to them. And it was like, after the first round, <laughs> he was like, you're doing everything that you need to. I really like it. Just watch for this and keep doing this. And then for the second one, he went, I don't even need to talk to you because nothing's changed. Just have some water <laughs> and here's some ice. And I was like, Kavanaugh, like you're a legend. You are a legend. <laughs> Honestly, what a guy. So, Paddy the yeah. Baddy Pimblet. Yes. Did you did you see uh, a little message that Paddy was sent? It w- no, you wouldn't have because I think uh, no? it was before it was before Molly. You'll never guess who made an appearance appearance via some sort of cameo. Uh, Stevo. Even better, Tyson Fury <laughs> oh. did a headpiece to camera. Topless, may I add. <laughs> <laughs> he is a strange man. We don't talk about it enough. Actually, no, it wasn't for Paddy. It was for for Aspinall. But they they oh, right. and 
<laughs> and it's just funny that he's just there like Hi, I'm Tyson Fury. We know you're very distinctive. <laughs> you're a very distinctive man, and he's topless with his chest hair out, and he's just like Tom Aspinall is going to go in there, fucking batter this cunt, and uh, all the best from me. And it's like, right, well, cheers, Tyson. <laughs> Tyson I'll see you. I'll see you in April or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very funny. Anyway, Paddy uh, the Baddie Pimblet. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I mean, uh, fantastic explosive performance. I've again quite short notes. I've just got, uh, but short, short not because I was bored, but because it was over quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, pa- Paddy is majorly over from the start. I mean, before he even walked out, they were they would go mad for him. Uh, immediately they're on the floor. Opponent is working the match as a heel. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I like to throw Turning some wrestling. wrestling. I, I always like to throw. But he was like Paddy was doing explosive stuff, and then the other guy just took him to the ground and just sat on him. And it was like, mm-hmm. this is how you. This is how the bad guy gets the crowd to boo you in a wrestling match. You just do right. nothing. Nothing dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the other guy wants to do all the high flying, you know, fun, fast, quick pace stuff. Um. Uh, big pop when Paddy turns it around on him and takes him down and chokes him out and in round one yeah and fantastic post-match uh, promo well basically what I said is like as I'm watching it Paddy gets hit pretty early on and I'm like oh no like if this guy can like properly stand up Paddy could be in for a bit of a problem but then he takes him straight down and I'm thinking, why? Like, has he done his homework? Does he know that Paddy's a wrestler? <laughs> Paddy loves grappling. Yeah. That's what he's known for. He's a submission artist. He's not a striker. And apparently not. Apparently he didn't know this. I d- I d- I d- so I d- so he just took him down straight away. And, and I was so and confused. And just waited until it got turned around on him. I was so confused. I was like, was th- is this his game plan? To try and outmaneuver Paddy on the floor? Like, unbelievable. And... As they're getting up, because um, I think he gets taken down, is it twice? Maybe it's just uh, once, because it was over quite quickly. I mean, yeah, it was over quite quickly. Anyway. I feel, I feel like Paddy gets taken down, they stand up, yeah. Paddy starts to get and taken then down, and Paddy then Paddy uses the, the hip. Yeah. Fl- yeah, so as they're stood up, Paddy's looking for wrist control. And if you don't know about Paddy Pimblet, he loves a flying triangle. So as they're standing up and he's looking for the... I'm like, no. It's going to happen. No. He's going to do a flying triangle. And then he just... He couldn't quite get it. And he goes, fuck this. And it's like, where had they were, they were right by Paddy's corner. So he was literally... I don't know whether it's on the on the highlights that you saw, but as we were, as we were watching, because they were doing it for quite some time, it was his coaches like, no, head round to the left. Okay, now stay there with the wrist. Now move a little. Watch for that. Okay, now do it. And then he just flips, and it's like he was literally waiting for instructions from his corner. It was it was brilliant. Anyway, flips him, gets on his back. It's an ugly rear naked choke, and it takes a little bit longer than it maybe should, but he gets the job done, and he wins the fight. I really liked how every fighter gets asked, who do you want to fight next? And they're like... We're gonna go to this place and I'm gonna fight this person. I deserve a shot at the top ten, or I want a shot at the, at the title, or I reckon I'm top five. And then he just goes, 
hey, you know what? The only person I want to fight is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, well, tell me Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on? You get beaten by the lizard man. He can walk up the walls. Uh, that's not true. Paddy would spark Mark Zuckerberg very quickly. That's not true. Quickly. He's a robot, not a lizard. Yeah, well, anyway, that was... Oh, yeah, I great just, fight, great promo, great man. Yeah. I mean, it was an ugly finish, but it was a finish. Yeah, well, it was It was more important to beat him to not, quickly. Yeah, yeah basically, know, round, to round get it done one. in round one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very good. So, Aspinall versus Volkov. Yes. Now, uh, coming into this... Do you, do you not want to talk about Alan versus Zucker? <laughs> well, I mean, we started with that, and Alan just basically... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just throws loads of punches, gets chinned, and everyone goes, <gasps> and then he just keeps throwing. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Arnold fantastic. Allen. What Good a guy. Man. Okay. You know yeah, his UFC well, debut was on, like, a week's notice, and he won? Yeah, what a guy. Anyway. Guy. Okay, yeah, Heavyweights. versus Aspinall. Volkov was a towering, heavy man with heavy punches. And coming into this, people were doubting whether whether Aspinall would be able to deal with the reach, the height, and the power. Um, So, (laughs) what Aspinall did was hit him really hard, very quickly, (laughs) spear him to the ground, batter him whilst he's on the ground... And then arm lock him straight away. <laughs> it was brutal. And it's the fact that, like, going into this, Bisping was saying, like, he was worried because he didn't know whether Volkov would be too much, too big, too heavy, too powerful. And Aspinall just goes, well, I've got lightning hands and I'm big too. <laughs> Honestly, the, he's he's, he's going to be a world champion at some point. It was yeah, absolutely no, no, no. incredible. Did you have any? I'll just I'll just blast yeah. through my notes. Uh, not many of them, but um, Volkov is surprisingly quick. He was bloody quick, um, but big take big takedown from Aspinall. Uh, someone has a cut somewhere because there's a lot of blood. <laughs> it was Volkov. All right, uh, Aspinall slips but then recovers. That was a funny moment. Um, they say the commentators say it's Volkov's ear that split. So I guess it was. Yeah. Um, Oh, and oh, okay, we're straight into the finish. Uh, wrist control from Aspinall, double wrist lock, straight arm lock, submission win. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> he, uh, he had that... He had that... Um, I feel like he was holding his arm for ages and ages and ages, and I was like, what, what is he... What's going on here? Is he just letting him... Just hug him for a bit? <laughs> and then he uh, then he straightened the arm out, and uh, soon after... A tap... A quick tap. Yeah. So, yeah, fantastic. Oh, and... Um, one of the tweets uh, they were showing on the screen following the <laughs> following thing said he's uh, slicker than a biscuit. So I don't know <laughs> well, what that means. I can't argue with that because <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Does anyone know what that means? What what is a what is what uh, is the essence of a biscuit <laughs> which makes it slick? slick? Who's to say? Better philosophers than us. Uh, so yeah, good. Good fight, good finish, um, good event, good, good event. I don't think you can top. I mean, I, I think I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised, but after watching the after watching the event, it's a shame Paddy didn't go on last. Um, but you know, 
or whatever. It's good. He will. He will he main will event. He will soon. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I mean, he's talking about selling out Anfield. I mean, the thing is, because he has such a strong connection with Liverpool, he's probably not wrong. Like, you will just get people from Liverpool who don't like the UFC just going. Any yeah. excuse to go to Anfield for that lot. But um, I feel like it would be quite difficult and it would be surely it would be very cold. Like, <laughs> I don't. I, I still don't understand how boxers box in Stadia because yeah. is it not cold at like <laughs> nine p.m.? Is it not freezing cold? And you're shirtless. I mean, I'm obviously, I mean, as we've learned, Tyson Fury is just always shirtless, so I guess yeah. he doesn't mind. Well, it but... plays into his forte, to be honest. Like bare knuckle <laughs> boxing under the moonlight. <laughs> what a what a lovely wow! Day. What a name for an EP. <laughs> Bare knuckle boxing in the moonlight. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, good little show. Definitely check it out if you can. Oh, definitely watch the highlights. If you watch one thing, watch Molly McCann's yeah. fucking killer knockout. I mean, I I would even say if you're going to watch one fight, I mean, obviously it's a bit longer, but just like Molly, the underdog, and I don't even know if she was an underdog. She might have been the favourite, but just her- I think she, she was the favourite. But but she's just my like when you see her, she's so small. <laughs> yeah, and like they even make a thing of it. I've never seen it before. Where in the pre-match um, statistics, side by side statistics, they had like her reach was as you mentioned Tiny. so much less than her opponents. Like they had it highlighted in red. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they highlight in red whoever's got the advantage, and it's like Molly was heavier disadvantage. Molly was smaller disadvantage. Molly had less reach disadvantage. It's like everything. But the thing is, is like even though she w- she was the favourite, but only slightly. Right there was there wasn't much in it for the bookies. But it's like when you come up against a long opponent who who's a submission specialist, yeah, who's taller just, than you, yeah. who has more reach, like it's so dangerous. Yeah. It is so dangerous. Mm. Anything can happen. And fucking but anything did anything happen. Anything did happen. Yeah, it's de- I'd say, I'd say the entire fight is worth a watch just for Molly's you mm-hmm. know determined face and uh, and. Uh, it was and even her showboating was quite fun, but then especially yeah. that finish, definitely a good. A good it was time. one of the most entertaining fights of the night. I feel like Paddy didn't get what he wanted. What Paddy wanted was they stand up for a bit, slug it out, get some sick punches for the highlight reel. Then he submits him, or does a f- fucking flying triangle. <laughs> um, mate, if he like, if he do- if he pulled off a flying triangle, I don't think I'd have been able to contain myself. And and I reckon. I mean, of course, we don't know, but I'm sure he had it in his mind. Like, if I just, if I don't beat him this round or in this position, I can we can wait till next round, find the opening, get the flat yeah. triangle, everyone will be happy, mm. or I can finish it Do now, it now. <laughs> yeah, with a not with not a flying triangle, and, and everyone will be happy. Reduce the, the quick, danger, quick yeah. win. So yeah. you know. Well, I think I, a round one win, even a sloppy one, is better than like a, a really good round two finish. Yeah. Just for like the stats. Just for the crowd, I, I think. Yeah, the crowd, won. the stats. Everything. I mean, they were already going mad for him, but I think they. Yeah. I mean, they exploded. <laughs> it was fantastic. Because it's like Molly had the best knockout ever that I've seen, yeah. except maybe like Anderson Silva's flying knee. But like, I was going to say, like, <laughs> say um, Jorge Masvidal's flying knee, uh, but that's yeah. pretty good yeah. too. <laughs> Oh shit! There's been a lot of flying knees. <laughs> knees are good. Ne- oh, dangerous! But dangerous back, to but get a knee to the skull. Back elbow. Oh. God damn! Honestly, 
That is, it was, it was chef's kiss. Fantastic. Uh, job, not Molly. for who got hit. Probably concussion. Maybe early onset dementia down the line. Oh, but well. you know. But you know, it's it's. Uh, I think both Molly and Paddy immediately ran out of the cage and hugged Dana. <laughs> For some yeah, reason. which was very <laughs> funny. Just yelling in his face, put me in the main event next time. <laughs> yeah. You want more of that? <laughs> Take me to Liverpool. I want to do the echo again. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good little night. Definitely I mean, worth a watch. With, I think there was only one person from the UK who fought that didn't win. The Scottish guy won, the Welsh guy won. It was the guy from Wolverhampton who was a massive, massive underdog who didn't win. And he looked like he was doing all right, and then he just got <laughs> he just got knocked out. Um, but I didn't make notes on that fight in particular. I was just like, oh, poor guy. But it was like, he was like, I don't really understand the plus or the minus um, in terms of betting. But whatever the underdog one is, it was that. And it was like <laughs> 500. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, uh, so he did. He got beaten. You, son. Go on. <laughs> yeah. And I think the guy that beat him called out Paddy afterwards. And everyone oh, was no. booing him. Well, that's a good way to yeah. get it done. I mean, I think it, was, it probably was in relation to uh, Paddy's opponent. The commentators were saying, you know. If you want to get yourself back in the title picture, <laughs> beating this guy on this night would be the way to do it. Just killing a, just killing the whole crowd's good time, and yeah. just being like, no, actually, I'm not gonna may be made an example of. Just, I'm not gonna be a, a, a quick win for this guy, but yeah. he was. So he know. just was. Ah, uh, so yeah, I think the one of the biggest conclusions to take from this is that the USC should do more events in the UK. Like, I've, definitely. I've said before, and it's also the case for wrestling and probably for boxing as well, because we don't get loads of major sporting events, when we do, or, you know, proper sporting events, I don't know yeah. how many foot, times football comes to I mean, event, but, um, there's loads <laughs> of football every week. <laughs> yeah. Up and down the country. But, like, Combat I mean, sports. Yeah. Um, because we, we, we don't from the major American promotions because we don't get it often yeah. when we do get it every, like hardcore fans turn up and go mm. crazy so exactly it's fantastic it's like we would we get Joshua's fucking fights until he goes to get belts in America in Vegas and it's the same for Tyson Fury it's like we'd get the occasional Fury fight against Journeyman and then he'd have to go to Russia to uh, to fight uh, Klitschko or you'd have to go to Vegas to fight uh, that bum from Alabama um, so it's like we, you know we never really have like a massive massive fight which is why AJ Fury would have been so so good for the culture but imagine imagine AJ gets his belts back I mean, well, <laughs> do we want him to? He's sort of a loser, isn't he? Um, I mean, <laughs> I want him to get the belts back just to see AJ Fury. Of course I want to Fury see Fury does Fury. not want to fight AJ. No, because he's a bum. He lost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it's because AJ is sports science personified and Fury is fighting man personified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if, uh, I mean, I don't... Given how easy it was for Usyk to to beat Joshua, I don't see Fury losing. No, but it's still. I mean, it's. 
I don't know. For the casualist casual, I think if you say name two current boxers, they'd it say is AJ Fury and AJ. Yeah. So. No one knows who Usyk is. No right. one cares about Dillian White. Sorry, Dillian. Sorry, Dillian. I'm looking forward to that fight though, especially because it's in Wembley. I think yeah. it'll be a good one. Well, but again, I think the crowd will make it uh, make it something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, good, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. So, uh, might be a bit of. <laughs> by the time I edit it, it might not be a bit of a shorter one, but um. This yeah. can be a part one. Yeah, we'll be back. Of, I mean, don't call it part one. No. Cut we'll be, that. We'll be back sooner than you expect. How about that? How about that? But also later than you think. Because <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep you guessing. We That's might what just, we're we might just we might have another six month break. Yeah, riddle me this. Ah, <laughs> oh, we tricked you with a riddler again. All right, good. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Have a, a good day.